This is Bigger Than the Score with Peter Ferguson from Lincoln Public Schools on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Greatly appreciated. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline. You can also track this on the Sarder Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. You can see everything that's going on, uh, and you can be a part of the conversation. Bigger than the score is, the, is what we're talking about. And in order to do that, we have to bring in – the leader. We have to bring in the head honcho, the the the, the force. Let's bring in Peter Ferguson. How are you this morning, kind hey, sir? Hey, I'm doing all right, DP. Great. I appreciate that intro. Oh, it's it's the least of what we do. We can do, especially when we know why. Um, simplicity, taking care of the people uh, who will take care of us without question. Without the young question. people that will make this community better as we go forward, and then knowing how and why we can contribute to this thing is important. Well, I'm looking at the purpose and, and just like what, you know, when you talk about bigger than the final score, just what is that purpose? And when you see that, you know, score at the end of the day and on the scoreboard, there's other things that build into that. And so um, just definitely want to take that opportunity. And I appreciate you giving the platform for us to examine those things that are going on around the community. Well, we talk about community in kind of a vague sense. And I'm real specific about community. Great communities come from great people. Great people come from great communities. They're, necess- they're necessary. They're tied together. So as we have these conversations, I want to carve out some time on this station so that we can talk about the good things in the community. We hear all the other stuff constantly, but we don't hear about the good people. We don't hear about the good families. We don't hear about the good teachers, the good educators, the good mentors. We don't hear about them enough. And so this hour will be on a constant basis about the good things that are happening in Lincoln and Lincoln Public Schools uh, and the people who are involved. Um, I have forgiven you publicly. Um, I love you absolutely. The fact that you're a Cowboys fan. The fact that you're a Cowboys fan, just listen. I... I'm from D.C. Uh, there are very few, few things genetically that I am predisposed to. Uh, but I think the second thing, first thing was air. Second thing was booing the Cowboys. <laughs> See, now, now I'm going to have to stop you right now. Now, now, my mom was born in California, uh-huh. okay, and my dad was from Texas. And not just Texas, Nacogdoches, Texas. Gotcha. Which, for people who don't know, it's right by Tyler, Texas, uh-huh. which is home of the Rose, Earl Campbell. Which you should be an Oilers now, fan, now, not a no, Cowboys no, no, fan. Up, That's how up. this should work. See, now the situation was is I did try to switch one year. Now, I think I was about seven or eight. We lived in Washington State because my dad was in the military for 25 years. And for some reason, they were driving me to school, and I got left somewhere as I was wearing Seahawks gear. Now, I learned very early on (laughs) that you, you know, abide by the home rules. And so every Sunday, every Sunday, I mean, now, they were were faith-going folks. But I will tell you that the Cowboys were on every Sunday. My church, dad would disappear. Church, Cowboys, yeah. chicken. Now, That's now, how the three Those were the three pillars. Right, right? Now, what I would tell you is my dad got extremely restless. Um, as you understand, um, twelve thirty. Did, people did not follow the five Bs. Be brief, brother. Be brief. <laughs> 
And, and Not in so, the message, no. So um, he would leave us like a hot chicken wing mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure that we were home on time to watch the Cowboys. And so that longstanding history is not going by the wayside. I think we have a life, lifetime subscription to the magazine, the Cowboys um, newsletter that we still get to this day. And um, so I'm going to wear something every Sunday. You are so much better than that. You are so much better than that. <laughs> hey, uh, one and one. One oh, and one. That's all I'm going to say right all, now. Let's go, Cooper Rush. Let's go, Cooper the fact that you had to say that, you can't even <laughs> laugh. You have to laugh at yourself for that. I saw him in preseason, and I'm not going to lie to you. My wife is not a sports fan, and she said, that kid looks scared. And when she said, that kid, that's uh, what it is. That, that hurt. That, that is, hurt. You, you, you mentioned the upbringing, and, and family is the foundation. Yes. So let's talk about this military family and whose shoulders you stand on today. Yeah, you know, I honestly, um, I always start off saying that I'm the proud son of Howard and Alita Ferguson. Um, as I said before, my dad was in the military for 25 years. And so saying even their first name, I know a lot of young people, we're going to have one in here today, um, but I hear them call their parents by their first name. And I, and I'm, I got Ooh. no hair. I am Ooh. bald. It's a lifestyle, not a choice. And, and they would have dragged me across the playing field in a heartbeat. And so um, it was sir, it was ma'am. It I didn't was, even know my mother's name until oh, I was 50. No, no, it was mother. Um, <laughs> God willing, they're deceased right now, but I, I didn't even say it at their funeral. And, and so, um, but just, you know, I'm adopted, and, and, and by the blessings, um, they are the individuals who are my parents. And people say, you know, do you know your body? Those are my, those are my folks. And um, a mother who taught for 40 years, as a lifetime educator, was overseas, uh, taught in numerous states here in Lincoln for 19 years. And then my father, who's a two-time veteran, went to Vietnam twice and one of the first in his family to graduate high school, both with accelerated degrees. And, um, you know, those are, those are the shoulders I stand on, um, you know, Howard and Alita Ferguson. And so I make no bones about that. When people say you're a lot like your parents or a lot like your dad, you used to get kind of cringe because my, my dad was, uh, he was the associate warden at the state pen, commissioner of law enforcement in Plantation, Florida, in St. Louis. And I used to be, oh, no, I ain't, I ain't going. And, and I didn't realize the pride and, you know, the internal, you know, what that meant what that really meant. And, and when you hear that statement, you're a lot like your folks. That's, that's the greatest honor that you could ever get. What it meant is you had no problems at the Ferguson house. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it, 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 the, rule, the rule was, um, you know, represent the name. Represent the name. And so, you know, you can embarrass yourself. You can embarrass others. But if you embarrass the name, you're in trouble. So what that all came back to is if you embarrassed yourself, you embarrassed the name. If you embarrassed others, it was associated with you. And so you never embarrass the name. And, and that always stood first and foremost. And to this day, you can act a fool at home, but you better not be acting a fool out in public. How, how does that affect what's next for you in life? I mean, being, becoming, finding out you're an athlete, it is, it is the vehicle for a lot of things in life. Your ability to take it out into the streets, out, into, out of the country, uh, out of the county, out of the state. How did it affect you as an athlete? You know, um, you're very generous on saying an athlete. So as I walk here with uh, two two bad knees, I'm telling you, if the Houston Rockets want to draft a 49-year-old that can't jump but can maybe get a rebound a game, I'm your person. But um, it, it, it impacted me in a lot of ways and just the mere fact that I had opportunities that they didn't have. Um, when you talk about, like, my mom being in California, she was probably the best athlete in our family. 
I make no bones about that. And and she, because of Title IX, she was not able to play, not only because she was a female, but also because she was a black woman. And so she would get out there on the street and say, let's get over here and let's race. And she would smoke us. I think she was like Deion Sanders before Deion Sanders with a 4-3. She would throw that ball. You know, I loved baseball. We lived in Arizona. And she would throw that ball. And I thought she was, you know, um, you know, Pedro Martinez and, and you know, you know, Nolan Ryan and, you know, in her day. And so my dad, he was also somebody who loved sports, but because of financially where they were at, and you think about everybody in Texas playing athletics, that wasn't the case. He didn't financially have the opportunity to be able to do that. So he taught me, you know, he ran um, in the military. He played flag football. He was a heck of a racquetball player. People around this area that know him um, was a world-class racquetball player. And he was one of the reasons I stopped playing because he conveniently would like to hit me with that ball and say it's, I didn't get out of the way. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you know. It's amazing, amazing Dis- how that works. He man. always said discipline at its finest. Discipline at its finest. But, um, or that t- line, it, it hurts me more than it hurts you. But it made you coachable. It, it did. It did. And I have a daughter now who, who's benefited from that. And so I, I feel like I instill – um, I've been able to put those things forward, hopefully for her, and um, she's grabbed hopefully a couple of those nuggets, and um, she'll be able to instill on others as she either goes in the coaching ranks or, or you know, at the time that's appropriate, she decides to have children. Look at you setting boundaries. Oh, you're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Come on with the boundaries. Um, <laughs> it's so necessary through all of this stuff. How much of your parenting – and your leadership now is from the voice and the words of your parents. You know, I think it's it's not just the words and voices of them. They have definitely been the foundation. Um, but it's been others that they've put me around. They've always put me around good people. And so, obviously, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to coach your own child. I mean, those are the, you know, you, you kind of become tone deaf. And so it's been people like Dr. Jake Kirkland when we moved here, when we went to the Malone Center, that they put me around. Mr. Michael Cates. Um, I remember, you know, it's W.L. Threats, who when I was officiating, um, you know, he was one of those individuals. To have the conversation when I was getting recruited and going to Hastings College and Coach Mike Trader, um, who was a Hall of Fame legendary coach out there, who embodied the same things that my father um, instilled at home that same discipline, that same love, that same respect, that same value. So it's not only just what they put into me, but it's also making sure that I'm in the space with others who reinforce what they were saying. So when I didn't get it from them, I made sure that I was getting it. Before you get in, we get into what happened at Hastings and all the growth and all the lessons and those sort of things. I want to get to how all of what you just said manifests on a day-to-day basis for what you're doing now your engagement is powerful it's purposeful how does it manifest tell me how you landed where you land and do what you do yeah it's it's been kind of a you know a a a cycle so to speak um i didn't see myself in this space and i think sometimes why I'm here is because I want to make sure. I, I really do. I want to make. If you sure. had planned this, yeah. I, no, it just it can't happen yeah. that way. No, no. Well, and and I think that's the one thing that's nice about it. But just you know, people say, "What are you passionate about?" 
and growing up, I, to be honest, I, I was just passionate about making sure I didn't get that switch or that broom, <laughs> you know. And so, hello, you know, my, the, the, you you may have to explain it to some folks because some yeah, folks yeah. wouldn't get that. Like I'm, that, I'm just gonna say when people ask, did you get spanked? Did you get disciplined? I'm just gonna say switch, I got whooped. The switch, I got whooped. the switch was real life. <laughs> it, I, I, I'm not sure I was ever motivated by anything as much as the switch. Well, I mean, there was the spoon, there was the branch. Oh, if I got the, the spoon, belt. I was cool. When she went, and it was never my mother, it was never my stepdad. It was always my grandmother. My grandmother oh. was four foot nine, Ooh, yes, four foot yes, nine. Yes, and you know, my definition of love is my grandmother. Oh yeah, but when she bit her bottom oh, lip, yes, yeah, and walked out mm. the back door, mm. I knew she was headed to the tree. Oh yes, and it was a problem. It was a problem. Yes, like yes. it was like some things were yes. going to be rearranged. This is how I learned how fast I was. <laughs> you know, quickness quickness was purposeful. Um, but those things that we talk about, right? Because now they they show up now, yes. so that and I tell people all the time, I made mistakes so you don't have to. Exactly. My mistakes were for you, and so I can tell you here are all the things that I did out of dumbness that become kindness. And what you do on a day by day basis for it reaches kids that you're never going to see the face of, right? It reaches households that you're never going to walk into. It's powerful, Peter, like to, to, to know that everything that you do is landing in spaces that absolutely need it. Well, and wh what I want to say is I appreciate you saying that, but I also want to give credit. We have nearly 43,000 scholars in Lincoln Public Schools, okay? Nearly 43,000 scholars in Lincoln Public Schools, and each and every one of them have promise. Each and every one of them are powerful whether they're at Elliott Elementary or Mickle Middle School or Southwest, which you'll hear from, you know, some phenomenal individuals from that school as well. They all have power and they all have promise. And then we have about 9,000 employees. And so whether it's your para, whether it's your, you know, traditional math, science, and English teacher, you know, whether it's an administrator, whether it's people at the district office, an administrative assistant, they all have power and they all have purpose. And people talk about, man, teachers, you know, educators have such great passion. And, and I'll be honest, like, you know, I, I talk about purpose. Passion will leave you. So if we're talking about athletics, you blow your knee out, you're not as passionate about rehab or about the sport during that time and during that moment. But it's about what is your purpose. Commitment to execution. It is. Is the, is the, is the thing yeah. that everybody, everybody, everybody's at 100 at, at, at the start of the game. Exactly. But it, if I lean on you for, for, for 40 minutes, what, right. how committed to you are, how committed to this thing are you? And when, you you're getting, when you're getting yelled at or when you're getting screamed at, do you remember and reflect on your purpose? And so I always say you'll have passionate moments during the course of whatever your tenure um, but it's your purpose, and instead of your why, it's your purpose. And so I always say that my purpose is to empower. It's to be around people that empower me to, to, to get to those passionate moments, but also to leave the room better than I found it. It's to educate. Again, I tell people I'm a lifelong learner. I've got my Ph.D. from the community. I always tell people I'm one keynote away from getting that honorary. So if anybody's out there, let me know. Taylor Swift's got two of them. You know, hello, hello. <laughs> you know, and then I say engage. And I said nobody wants to go into spaces that, you know, aren't engaging, that you don't want to be in. And so I, I make sure that when you talk about um, what I do, it's about what 43,000 scholars do each and every day and what 9,000 employees do. I was. We'll, we'll close this segment with this. I was on a panel yesterday, and – it hit me as we were having the conversation that 
every teacher, every coach, every parent, every leader, you are either directly building a superhero or a villain. And it is simply based on what you choose to lead from. As long as love is present, we got a shot. No question. We got a shot. Well, toward the break, we'll come back. We're going to meet some of the fine people from Lincoln Southwest. Some great stories, some great futures, some great potential. We'll find out about all of it next.